Welcome to this week's Entry into Comics. I'm Alec Dushback. And I am everybody's uh, podcast personality of the year. Uh, I won in 2008, 2009, and 2035. My name is Matt Golden. How are you doing? Uh, I am doing well. Congratulations on all your Webby Awards. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost. Uh, but today we are here to talk about Season 2 of The Tick. So spoilers if you have not yet watched Season 2 of The Tick. Ooh, that's a disappointment to me because I actually watched the... Classic 1999 film, uh, Dick, starring Kirsten Dunst and Michelle Williams. Uh, That's how I learned about history. <laughs> that, that was my classroom. <laughs> Mostly because I was homeschooled and uh, just an excuse to, for my parents to use that for drinking money and funds. Um, I understand. But I did become, I did finish second in my spelling bee in my classroom. Well, congratulations. Yeah. That's, that's something yeah. to be proud of, I think. Yeah. Who knew that my cat was such a good speller? Uh, <laughs> but what are you going to do? It's dead now. So. Who's laughing now? Did you kill it? No, I would never. God, uh, okay. you're twisted. Come on. Okay. Uh, let's get started on the tick. Uh, the tick sheds now, apparently. That's cool. Uh, I love that. That's how the season opened was with the tick molting, uh, which was a clever way to introduce like a new a new costume as well. Oh yeah, it yeah. absolutely. Was. Yeah, <laughs> it's just tick didn't know or care that he was molting. It's just hey, that's just what he does now. Yeah, that's part of me. Yeah. <laughs> And I like that it just stopped after about three minutes into the into the first episode. Uh, I will say too, Matt and I both loved the first season of The Tick. Uh, we thought it was a lot of fun, and The Tick is great because it's just a different change of pace from all the other superhero stuff out there. Yeah, the stakes are very low uh, for the for the watcher. I'm not really built in, and you know that things are going to kind of work out. Yeah, I did love that Arthur went to go work on his job too in the same day. Uh, and they're like, you can't work here. Like, <laughs> he still he still has a super suit inside his case as well. And they're like, but they're an insurance company, so you know, having someone who might come destroy the building, yeah, a little too high risk for them. I disagree, but fine. Um, what do you think about the new uh pseudo villain, uh, Lobstercules? Uh, Lobstercules. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the tick yeah. says Lobstercules. <laughs> uh, I thought Lobstercules is a lot of fun. It's just. Super zany and out there. It's exactly what you want from like tick villains. It's like Chairface uh, from the tick <laughs> cartoon. Uh, so it's it's exactly what you want. Uh, and while I feel like the terror was still the best tick villain that there was, uh, this season had like a they added like an, a, a mystery element to it. Like you're never sure who you could trust, who the true villain was, or anything like that. Uh, and I enjoyed that they uh, twisted that up or made that change. I did too. It was a it was a fun change of pace uh, from last season, where the whole time you knew exactly what was going to fucking happen, for the most part. You knew who the villain was. It was very straightforward, um, very formulaic, but also not. It's amazing too because we've had some great ticks, even from the cartoon show uh, to the two thousand one series. But uh, Peter Serafinovich still does an amazing job. Oh my god, he's so good. Yeah, I don't know how he does it, but like, you truly believe that he is a champion of good, like. If there was, if there was a D and D alignment chart, he would be the pinnacle of lawful good more than anyone else out there. We must protect him at all costs. <laughs> he's so fantastic. Uh, it's uh, well, the tick itself is basically invulnerable, and his biggest weakness is that well, he's dumb. But the difference <laughs> is that he he has, he has his own code and won't do harm even to save himself at times. Uh, uh, well, I mean, he's never really at any danger at all, so it doesn't really matter. Um. Uh, 
I love too. My favorite moments is when Tick talks about his fist and he calls them surf surf and turf and they're available <laughs> at market prices. <laughs> but uh, I, I think my favorite pun of this season was the uh the hotel that they kept going back to over and over again, the Hawaiian themed lay low yeah. <laughs> hotel. We just want to get into the character arts. Basically Arthur and the Tick are wanting uh, to join Aegis because the Flag Five is getting back together or being reformed, uh, and superheroes around the country are being recruited uh, to join with only the top five joining. Uh, and Aegis is basically the, the taking verse, like the equivalent of Shield, basically. Uh, and so they have their own superhero hangout, like the Avengers uh, warehouse and the Avengers Center, but they have croissants with nano butter which is apparently delicious oh my god uh, those croissants look so good yeah, they did is there anything yeah i definitely think big croissant basically paid a lot of money big you croissant get some subtle product placement in it uh, uh i'm i'm on the team of little english muffin uh overkill is frustrated because he can't kill anyone uh due to the take saves life dot superpowers to where she can uh see things before they happen moment before they happen uh, yeah, let me just say that there's like a little love story there. And Overkill doesn't deserve Dot and her new superpowers. She just deserves a nice guy who's not evil and want to kill everybody. <laughs> and I'm just, I've had it up to here with him. I thought you were talking about the love story between Danger Boat and Arthur. Uh, uh, no, that's the tale as old as time. Uh, song as old as rhyme. Beauty and the Beast. And Danger Boat, played by Alan Tudor, who's also been killing as Mr. Nobody, pulling double duty in superhero oh TV God, shows. he's so good. Oh, uh, I fucking love Danger Boat. Uh, but... One thing I loved about Dogging, I thought I wouldn't like the change. I'm not like the biggest fan of it, but one thing I loved is just how crappy Dot's costume was. It's basically just like black, like a black sweatshirt and a big black mask, black pants. Yeah, and it looked like something like something you get like at a cheap Halloween store. Now, the way that they uh, get amped up for a fight on the danger boat, uh, Dot and Overkill, is the exact same way that Alex and I prep for every single podcast dance party. Yeah, uh, Danger Boat basically plays some house music. Yep. Uh, and they do a dance party, and that's and that's the reward as well for doing a job well done is a yep. dance party. Uh, let me just say that that is going to be uh, – keep this in mind, everybody, because Alex and I are going to play a game a little bit later on. Alex has no idea what it is, but get fucking ready. Uh, the only difference between Matt and I's dance party is that we didn't do house music. We listened to Adele. Uh, yeah, and there's nothing but sobbing for 45 it's minutes. It's just the chorus of her songs on repeat. Yeah, it's yeah. hello, and that's because it. Vor- because <laughs> verses are just way too complicated for us to understand. Yeah. We're not mostly prepared to take that journey yet. Yeah, and you better believe we hit 0% of the notes. Uh, I think possibly the best story of the season is Miss Lent's story. Miss Lent returns. Uh, mm-hmm. She's living in a crappy, rundown apartment, uh, trying to make the best of her situation after the terrors went to jail. And she decides to become, or fake being a superhero... With the help of name. my my mighty hero pal Edgelord. Yes. Another new name, Joan of Arc. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was great. And Tick Arthur doesn't trust her, and Tick is convinced that she's heard the hero's call and will be reformed. Uh, so it's just wonderful, wonderful things. But the bigger things we get introduced to new heroes as well, too, this season. We introduced to Bronstar. Uh, yeah. who's just a guy basically, he's like a street mime, uh, the way he looked, but dressed in gold. <laughs> he does, uh, Flexo. Yeah. Who might have been my favorite. And the guy with the extra nipple. Yes. Uh, we also get Tyrannosaurus Rathbone as well. Uh, playing the leader of Aegis, kind of like the Nick Fury type, but he has a black hole heart. And I don't mean like he's got a black heart, he's got a literal black hole heart. Uh, 
but yes, and then we also have uh, someone who's basically supposed to be a parody of Doctor Strange, but their third eye is their third nipple, which gives them all their mystic powers. Yeah. Uh, and he goes incredible as well, too. Uh, let's talk about the real hero of this story, Agent John Wu. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the same John Wu that wrote and directed the greatest film of all time, Face Off. Uh, it is, and it isn't. Uh, <laughs> it is, because Face Off is the greatest film of all time. Uh, but... Uh, it's Walter. Uh, he was an Aegis agent at one point, which I actually, I didn't like that change because I just loved Walter in the first season, just being this guy who always was concerned with that people's feet were. Uh, <laughs> it was just super into superheroes, just like naturally into him. But I guess that makes more sense looking back at the first season as to why he was so into him. Yeah. Because that was part of his old life and his old career. Uh, real quick on Face Off. Face Off is playing during every one of Alex and I's dance parties. <laughs> Uh, just on mute because we we yeah. have memorized every word. I've always remembered from that movie about how if you stab someone, you stab and twist. I don't know why that's always <laughs> stuck with me. <laughs> um, but that like I was a huge fan of that change. Don't I stop talking Walter. about Face Off, dude. Yeah. Uh, don't stop. Get, but get it. I was a huge fan of Superion storyline this season. Uh, oh my god! And how Arthur was his therapist. Yes. How basically superior I know he knew he messed up and lied to the public about the terror being dead. It really wasn't his fault, I would say. But apparently what superior cares more about anything is what people are saying about him online. <laughs> uh, and that totally destroys him. So he uses Arthur as his therapist to try and do goodwill. And so he destroys uh, monuments in the U.S. by carving statues of himself as well, thinking that will like make saving, up. Yeah, him saving exactly. people. A gesture of goodwill. Uh, because they needed a grand yeah, gesture. Exactly. He needs a grand gesture. Uh, and my favorite thing comes over the season where he's just walking along the moon's surface, debating if he, since the Earth moves forward by rotating one direction, if he flies, if he moves, pushes the Earth rotation in the opposite direction, if it will change everyone back in time and everyone will love him again, or if it will kill 7 billion people. And he decides that it's worth the risk. Because <laughs> everyone will like him again. I want a Superior show post- uh, superior in hate. I want it. I want it so bad. Uh, so, what did you think of Lobstercules this season? Uh, Lobstercules in one of the earlier twists of the season turns out to be a mommy. Yeah, of a bunch of little lobster babies uh-huh. who all have perfect pitch. Yeah, yeah. they can sing for yeah. days. Yeah, can- uh, more than Lobstercules, I really liked the uh, storyline with her babies being raised by the Tick and Arthur. Yes. And the Meemaw, Arthur's mom. I love, yeah. <laughs> That's how Tick introduces them to her now. <laughs> I love Tick regurgitating, like, chewing the food and then spitting it into their mouths as well to feed them. <laughs> uh, that's kind of the guy Tick is. And Tick just being so convinced that, like, they were their new parents. And him playing games <laughs> with them, like, Bucking Bronco and all oh, that as well. Oh, uh, you mean Cowboy? Yeah, sorry. He calls cowboy. it Cowboy. Yeah. We'll play uh, Cowboy later, is yeah. what he says. It's an exact yeah. quote. Or Pinch Wars, where they just pinch him over and over again. Uh, <laughs> it, it was all pretty great. The tick is so amazing. We also got to see more of Tinfoil Kevin this season. Yeah, well, who he who has a superpower? Yeah. He can yeah. turn people invisible, invisible. by touching yeah. them. Yeah, by taking off his tinfoil hat yeah. and touching other people. Yeah. yeah. It was a cool power. Uh, my favorite bits is whenever Tinfoil Kevin and the Tick and Arthur are all in the car together at a stakeout at Miss Lint's apartment. And following the uh, Donnellys, uh, trying to get the lobster babies back. And Kevin is their inside man because they won't recognize him. And you see Kevin get out of the car. It's a white shot of him, like, pulling the cooler out, like, struggling to get the cooler out. I don't know why that just killed me every single time. Uh, I absolutely loved him. It's ironic that his name is Kevin because he's the uh, he's Buzz from Home Alone. 
Kevin's arch nemesis. Yeah. But now this is his iconic role. For, he'll yeah. forever be pinfold Kevin to me. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, he deserves that. If there's one thing that man deserves, that's what it is. Um, let's go back to talking about um, Dot and Overkill, because why do good girls always go for bad boys and not me? <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, I have a lot of control albums. That, that, that I can tell you the exact reason why. Yeah, my girlfriend plays Simple Plan for me, but it doesn't It doesn't do it for me. Yeah. And apologies to my girlfriend for talking about all this stuff, but Dot and I just belong together. It's just facts. Uh, I think the hardest part of being in a relationship with Dot is that anytime you get in a fight, she would know what you're going to say before you say it. I know. So, so that way, any of your sweet, harsh burns that would really cut her deep, she'd already have a harsh burn ready for you. I feel like that is my girlfriend already. I feel like <laughs> I just can't get anything in like that. She always gets me first. She always knows what I'm going to say. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she knew that was coming. In fact, she stopped she the episode did. right before. <laughs> Uh, keep going, keep going. What um, else we got? Is there anything from the season that you would have changed or didn't like so much? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have them floss so much. <laughs> uh, which brings me to our game. Ding, ding, ding. It's game time, Alex. Okay. I need the five greatest dances of all time. Stuff that we're going to incorporate into our pre-show dance parties. Okay. Five greatest dance moves. Ready, go. Uh, the Charleston. Already uh, wrong. Not in the, the top hundred. Uh, the Twist. Uh, the twist again, like we did last year. Uh, and of course there's baby shark. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. Yeah. That's number six for yeah. me, but yeah. And uh, it's tough between, it's a tie between the hokey pokey and the Macarena. The hokey pokey is what it was all about. According to all yeah. those shitty t-shirts I've seen. Uh, uh you mean hilarious t-shirts. <laughs> Uh, it goes like this: Harlem Shake, number five; Flossing, number four; Dabbing, three. Just you, just dab back and forth <laughs> for twenty minutes in a row. You will get laid every time. Um, the whatever uh, LMFAO did that party rock anthem shuffle thing. Everybody loved that. And then Gangnam Style is obviously the greatest dance of all time. I can't disagree with any of that. Yeah, I'm surprised that square dancing uh, didn't make the cut. Yeah, it was number seven. Yeah, uh, or ballroom dancing. No, that is or out of the top 100. Ballroom Blitz. Uh, that is number nine. Okay, good. Uh, I'm glad that that list has some credibility. Uh, one thing I would have changed is, one thing I loved about the first season is the ticket everyone else like interacting with like the normal world more. Okay. Uh, like I loved Tick and Arthur going to Walter's birthday party and thing, all, all, like that normal situation. <laughs> I loved Miss Lint's ex-husband as well, so living together, her in the same apartment. Oh, like, I love seeing like the real world problems, like people have incredible powers in these absurd situations. Uh, if this gets renewed for a third season, I'd like to see more of that. But even That's with a that, phenomenal point. Yeah, but even with that, this was still a great season of television. It was really enjoyable. It goes by extremely quick. The episode is like twenty-five minutes long. There's only it's 10 only ten episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I'm glad that they released everything at once this year. So that of, means there's only 25 million minutes of it. So you should be able to, <laughs> to go through it pretty quick. We're basically genius mathematicians. Yeah. Uh, we have our Juris really Doctorates fast. in math. Uh, don't question what Juris Doctorates are for. Uh, and I don't want to spoil like the end of the season, but I will say I thought John Hodgman was an excellent addition to the season. No, he, he played a scientist yeah. at Aegis. Uh, his delivery is perfect. His interactions with basically everyone uh, is great, too. I actually thought that he was Danger Bone season one. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, I really did. Uh, 
So it's like, man, this voice is all over the place in season two. Yeah, John Hodgson has been everywhere. He's uh, Geary on John Glasgow of Gear. <laughs> uh, he played Jason Schwartzman's rival in uh, Bored to Death on HBO as well. Uh, so he's been around. He's been a comedian. He's got specials on Netflix as well, too. Maybe you've seen the Justin Long and uh, Apple commercials. Oh, yeah. Or he was the PC. <laughs> yeah. God. Uh, you're yeah. forgetting his best credit. Yeah. And Justin Long's best credit as well, too. <laughs> so. Uh, you're wrong. That is when he. What if they start rebooting commercials like they do for like <laughs> TV shows and movies? Oh, my God. That's brilliant. Yeah. Apple, pay us $7 million. <laughs> that's our fee. Uh, no, Apple has to pay us $7.1 million. We are shrewd negotiators, <laughs> if nothing else. Alex, if that point one is what costs us this deal, then I support Also it. speaking of shrewd negotiators, writers of Tick, uh, if you want, we'll gladly visit the writer's room for season three. If you get renewed and just give you wonderful Tick quotes throughout the entire time, half of mine will have Scar references, and the other one will have Scar references that you don't understand, but that's completely fine with me. All of mine will be quotes that you've already d- done. <laughs> That, that you'll insist that you, you take credit for. Yep. Yeah. I wrote this. It'll say pay me afterwards, after each one. <laughs> so we're available. Yeah, call us. Uh, you have my agent's phone number. Okay. So what would you rate this on a scale of 1 to 10? I knew you were going to ask this question because we always ask <laughs> yeah. this question. Uh, I would give it a 7.85. That is oddly specific. I could have gone uh, further. I would give it... Uh, an eight. I thought it was great. Uh, my gripes are minor and didn't take away from my enjoyment of the show at all. And I hope above all else that it's renewed for a third season. Because even with all the other superhero stuff out there, there's nothing like the Tick. Nothing that's just pure joy like the Tick is. No, there's no comedy superhero shows. No. It is like, it's just like a ray of sunshine. It is, it is a ray of sunshine in a picnic superhero show. It is. Like, like where Endgame destroys us emotionally. <laughs> Uh, the tick is just like the tick is that comfort food that, that we love and we'll come back. I don't to. know. I was destroyed by the fact that Dot didn't call me or respond to any of my six hundred and twenty three uh, Instagram messages I left her. Well, Matt will be heartbroken when he realizes that Dot is a fictional character. Uh, but you know, to each their own. I disagree. Agree well, to disagree. That's gonna wrap it up for this week's Henchman of Comics. Uh, next week we're gonna be catching up on some DC movies, Just League and the Fatal Five, and most likely. Batman and Ninja Turtles. So if you watch either one of those, be sure to watch them before next week. For the hinge, as oh, you can email us at hinchmanacomics at gmail.com. Don't get ahead of yourself, Alex. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram, but please like and subscribe, download, leave us a review, uh, tell us how beautiful we look on the live stream that we don't do. Um, that's all I got for the Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Dashback. and I'm Dots Lover. Sorry, Aaron. Henchin ain't easy. Huh.